0: Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Today we're going to be looking at Enneagram type 9 and we are going to be uh, talking about the mental health um, issues related to being a type 9. Now this information comes from my good friend Tyler Zock. If you've uh, checked out his information uh, the gospel for the Enneagram he has a great uh, Instagram channel and uh, a YouTube channel so I'll put links in the description below for his stuff uh, fantastic information and I asked him is it okay if I go over these uh, this last Twitter post you did on each of the types and mental health or the challenges the mental health challenges of each types and he was gracious enough to say sure go ahead and make videos about them so that's what we're doing today we're gonna go through some of this information information together and we're just going to take our time um, not hurried not rushed uh, and look at the type 9 mental health and so I'm going to be looking at my at his Instagram post while I go through this information we'll just talk about it together so uh, as a reminder in the description below is a link to my website tomlahue.com where I do Enneagram and relationship coaching you can book a single appointment if you're just trying to figure out your type or uh, I have several different coaching plans on there three weeks six weeks and and more Um, I also have a lot of on-demand classes and I do live classes on zoom on the Enneagram and other related topics and I would love for you to consider signing up for one of those classes also I'm available to speak if you want me to come do a leadership training for your team or your staff or your church or marriage workshop anything I can do to help I'm here to help you guys alright so let's jump into this today and let's talk about the uh, mental health of type 9 now Tyler's given us about mm, seven or eight or nine different uh, Uh, issues related to each uh, each type and so um, the first one that's mentioned here on this post and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into detail on one of them um, with some, some ideas I think that might help. But uh, I'm just going to read this. We're just going to read it together and we're going to talk about it. See what comes out of it and uh, see if it's helpful to you, which I'm sure it will be. So first one he mentions um, for type nines is the tendency to internalize my feelings. The tendency to internalize my feelings and this is what he says he says it in first person he says i may struggle with bouts of depression because i internalize my feelings and and avoid conflict and we all know that nines you know tend to especially nine wing ones tend to try to uh, minimize conflict I realize my experience with uh, type nine wing eights is they can be a little bit less conflict avoidant, a little more willing to challenge and be challenged by others. But still, at the end of the day, you're a nine and you don't really want conflict or ongoing conflict. It creates a lot of anxiety. And um, the tendency for nines is to internalize their feelings instead of projecting them out, and and maybe working through things, uh, which can contribute to a sense of numbness, low energy, and disconnection. So is that something that you experience? Um, A numbness, low energy, or disconnection? It might be that you are internalizing your feelings. Maybe you need to talk about your feelings with somebody. I don't want to get mushy and all that, but you know there's a lot of people out there that would be willing to work through this, you know, these feelings with you. So maybe reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, I need to talk about this, or if there's a person in your life that is problematic, uh, what you might realize is not not having these discussions out loud tends to cause you to have them internally. And so it might be easier to just have it out loud. In other words, think a little bit like an eight. If we're gonna have a fight, let's just have it right now. If we're gonna have conflict, let's just have it right now, rather than to have this kind of ongoing, simmering conflict um, that can just, you know, kind of leak out and, and exist beneath the surface. So number one, the tendency to internalize my feelings. What do you think about that? Do you think he's onto something? All right, number two is excessive worry. Excessive worry or anxiety. And that makes sense. I mean, you have a line two, six, sort of your uh, disintegration line. When things aren't going well, you might look a little bit like a six. And of course, when you think about sixes, you think of that kind of panicky and anxious, nervous energy. And so one of the challenges or one of the mental health challenges of a nine could be excessive worry. I may experience generalized anxiety disorder, which can lead to excessive worry, restlessness, and difficulties in asserting myself. And you know, again, i've, I've I work with a lot of nines, and uh, as gentle, sweet, and kind and loving and you know, as nines tend to be, uh, there can be a general sense of difficulty often in asserting yourself. And think, 9 is a withdrawn type, 9, 5, and 4 is withdrawn, and your dominant wing might be a 1 wing, which is compliant. Your line of disintegration is to 6, compliant. And so you might find yourself spending a lot of time complying with other people's agendas, or withdrawing back away and sort of recuperating. But the one that might be most difficult for you is being assertive. And just think if you wanted to be a balanced person and think of health as balance, if you were wanting to be a balanced person, you wanna be balanced between all three of those. You need, In other words, you need to know when to be compliant with people, when to say yes and move along with their agendas, um, and also when to like pay attention to what needs to be done in your world. You need to be able to withdraw and get away and recover and think through your own Uh, agenda and think through your own feelings. And then you've also got to be assertive of moving toward what you really want in life. And this can be challenging for a lot of nines. It can be difficult. All of us can have challenges with this, but from my interactions with nines, they often have a challenge with being assertive. So excessive worry. How do you feel when your environment's not doing well? When people around you are upset or when you think people around you are, are not happy that you're there or you're being a problem, they're communicating that you're being a problem in some way. Probably your natural instinct is to either apologize and say I'm sorry or to remove yourself, to minimize yourself in some way. So excessive worry. I may experience generalized anxiety disorder which can lead to excessive worry, restlessness, and difficulties in asserting myself. Okay Uh, next I think is number three is detached from reality. I kind of like that one a little bit but obviously I'm a seven so I can find myself a little bit detached from reality too. Detached from reality and remember the nine wing one is called the dreamer and so we're already kind of seeing a little bit of that in this, in, this, uh, in this point. And this is what he says, I may have episodes of disassociative experiences as a result of my tendency to disengage from conflicts or from stressful situations in order to maintain peace. I may feel detached from reality and feel like I'm in a dreamlike state uh, or living in an unfair world. So, detached from reality, dream-like state. Um, and it sounds to me like what's being said here is like it's, it's sort of like a self-protective strategy. If, if the world around you becomes too much, if the relationships around you become too much, um, if um, the other people's agendas around you become much stronger than yours, then there may be a tendency to sort of disengage and to go into your inner world and to retreat into your inner world and um living in a dreamlike state uh, in an unfamiliar did i say unfair in an unfamiliar world um okay i get that um i don't really get the disassociative experiences i was coaching somebody um in the past uh, a couple of months ago and and they they sort of stopped the appointment and we're talking about how they were having a disassociative experience during our conversation and I, I guess I can't really identify with that I can totally identify with daydreaming or being uh, losing my focus or being unfocused or I can completely identify with that or wishing I was somewhere else um, And I wonder if that's similar to what is being described here. So, I may have episodes of disassociative experiences as a result of my tendency to disengage from conflicts or stressful situations. How do you do under stressful situations? Are you able to handle it? Have you... Have you uh, had to learn to be able to sort of like resolve yourself to be able to handle stressful conversations or stressful situations? What if everybody in the house is disagreeing? You know, think like we're planning Christmas vacation and people are getting very opinionated. How do you respond to that? Chances are you will tend to try to mediate that conflict and get everybody aligned um and that's a great thing i mean it's a wonderful thing that you guys bring to the table trying to get that alignment within the group but what if you can't get that what i tend to see with nines is they tend to when they can't bring peace or bring harmony into an environment they will try to in some way or another escape from that environment to maintain their own peace and harmony so it's a little bit like you know, the thing you bring to others, if you're not able to do that, you might retreat in order to preserve it for yourself. And that's just a fascinating thought. And it's true of every type, not just, not just nines. We all kind of bring something to the table. But if we're unable to do that, we tend to try to retreat and try to chase that thing that we bring. And for nines, it's often peace, harmony comfort and tranquility okay so next is the fear of conflict so let's see what do we have so far we have let's just review here we have internalized my feelings the tendency to excessive worry or you know that anxious feeling that discomfort uh detached from reality and then fear of conflict and it seems like all of these sort of dance around this issue like this is certainly a central issue here avoidance of conflict or fear of conflict again i think my experience is nine wing eights tend to be a little bit uh more okay with conflict or resisting or being direct or standing their ground or what would look like stubbornness Uh, but especially you nine wing ones how do you feel about conflict how do you feel about people disagreeing with each other being very animate very vocal very opinionated chances are with most nines they tend to get a little uncomfortable with that and so this is what tyler Post series he says, I may exhibit traits of avoidant personality disorder in relationships and social situations due to my fear of conflict and rejection. And that word rejection makes me think about type twos. Because, you know, the fear of a type 2 is of being unwanted, uncared for, unloved, and rejected. And so I think this could this could muddy the waters a little bit for somebody who's a type 9. They might think, oh, maybe I am a type 2. And again, it's far more likely that a type 9 is going to think they're a 2 than that a 2 is going to think they're a 9. And so your desire to not have conflict and to fear rejection might cause you to identify and look like in many ways a type two that may be one of the contributing factors when you say wow i really thought i was a two or people tell me i'm a two but um this may be part of that issue because twos certainly fear you know feeling unwanted uncared for and of course you as a nine don't want to be unwanted. Who, who wants to be unwanted, uncared for, and rejected? Nobody wants that. It's just, is that your dominant fear? <clears throat> I may experience feelings of inadequacy, inferiority, low self-esteem, and reluctance to take risks. And, you know, as a nine, a lot of nines that I work with, they, they, can, they can sort of end up a little bit stuck in life, um, a little bit challenged to know what is my agenda, and often need clarity. What I find with nines is you guys often need clarity. Like, okay, you know, there's, there, there's a big world out there in front of you and you could do about anything. So what are you going to do? What do you feel passionately about? And this is where nines start to often struggle is, what do I feel passionately about? Like, what would I want to go after? What, what grabs me and pulls me forward? What do I get excited about? What do I feel is my calling in life? What do I feel is, you know, my, um, and, <clears throat> you know, right now, at this point, I always have, you know, free things on my website. But right now on my website, tomlehue.com there is a free downloadable of, like, understanding your why and knowing what your purpose is. And so I would encourage you if you, you know, if it's still available, but, you know, whatever is on there, I'm sure is good for you. But at this point of making this video, go on my website and download, just all you got to do is put your email address into my free Enneagram community and you'll get a free mini course on understanding your why and it's so important that you understand like what is it I'm passionate about what is it that I care about what what sets me apart from other people what is it about me that's unique and special and what what is my compass pointing toward in life and look let me just read this again I may experience feelings of inadequacy inferiority, low self-esteem, and a reluctance to take risks. And that certainly doesn't sound like you're line to three, and it certainly doesn't sound like you're eight wing, but it definitely sounds a little bit like that six, you know, place that nines uh, sort of retreat to in unhealth or under stress. We wanna get into that more of that eight, you know, spirit and that three of like owning my space, owning my voice and making decisions and uh, being okay if other people don't get it or being okay if other people have problems with it. That's a little bit, let me, let me just say it directly to you. You have one life and it's your life and you need to own your life. I'm glad that you love other people and that you re, re, are very responsive to other people and that you care about other people's feelings. I mean, that is that is fantastic. We That's one of the reasons we all love you guys. But... At the end of the day you also need to remember you are a separate person who it's okay for you to show up fully and own your own life and decide and to make decisions for yourself and yeah it might cause conflict with other people but realize the people that are for you the people that want your best interest in life they're going to be glad you're doing this they're going to be thrilled that you're that you're deciding for yourself you know your own course of action in life they will support that uh, the people that don't support that, you gotta really ask: Are they really your friends? If are they really for you? If 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 knowing what you want in life and moving toward um, your goals and having your own agenda is a problem for me, um, you gotta ask yourself: Is this person really uh, for me? Are they really on my team? And so we want to balance that caring about other people. Think of it like two neighbors with a fence, right? You want to care about your neighbor and you don't want to, you don't want to irritate them. You don't want to cause problems with them, but you have a right. If you want to put a pool in your yard, you have a right to put a pool in your yard. You have a right to put a new roof on your house. Yeah, but all that noise is going to bother my neighbor. Well, I'm sorry. Everybody has a right to own their own space. And yes, you want to be compassionate and caring about your neighbor, but you can't let your neighbor set your agenda for you. So, okay, fear of conflict. Okay, we're picking up here with, uh, let's review these again. Let's go back, click, click, click. The mental health of type nine and we have internalized my feelings. The tendency for excessive worry uh, to detach from reality fear of conflict and then next is internalized stress internalized stress and this shouldn't surprise us right when you when you have a problem or a hard time externalizing it like you know talking about it and um, sharing it with other people then your tendency is to internalize it and so if we don't have these conflicts externally we're going to end up having them internally i may experience difficulties with sleep such as insomnia or restless sleep and as a result of internalized stress and unaddressed emotions and so do you do that do you have a tendency to internalize your stress and you know stress isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just all of the challenges that we go through in life it can be physical stress it could be relational stress it can be you know um stress related to our uh the the challenges that we're facing in life or in our job we're all gonna have stress it's just we want to deal with stress in a in a more positive way uh by by acknowledging it and then creating a plan to, to, uh, to work through it, not to just shove it down and everything's gonna be okay. You'll see tomorrow it's all gonna work out on its own. Um, well, it might not work out on its own. We may have to take a more active role in addressing the challenges and struggles in our life. So do you internalize your stress? And maybe you're not even aware of how much you, how much stress you're internalizing. Okay, next is people-pleasing. Well, that's great. I mean, if you want to be a people pleaser, I'd love to have you in my life. Uh, a lot of people will collect you because uh, why wouldn't people want to be around somebody who's there to please them? It's just when you get to the end of your life. Do you really want to have spent your life just placating others so that there's not a problem for you? Uh, obviously, nobody would choose that. Uh, but you may be choosing that indirectly without thinking about it. So let's read what the statement is here. I, frequ- I frequently rely on people-pleasing as a strategy to preserve harmony. Wow, there's a lot more on that statement, but just let that sink in for a minute. I mean, think about that statement. How does that make you feel? Because maybe you've never thought about it as a, you know, a full-blown strategy that you've developed, but is it a strategy that you use to maintain your own peace and to keep there from being greater problems in your life at least in the immediate moment now it may create long-term problems but let me just read that again is just see how it makes you feel because it makes me feel uncomfortable i frequently rely on people pleasing as a strategy to preserve harmony often to the detriment of my own well-being in other words saying yes to people and agreeing with them or um, complying with their needs, complying with their agendas, but then after that moment, after you've done that, sort of feeling uncomfortable that you've agreed to this and wishing that you hadn't agreed to this and trying to figure out ways that you can get out of doing what you've agreed to do because really it wasn't you agreeing to their agenda as much as it was you agreeing to I don't want there to be problems I don't want there to be conflict between me and them so let me just read that again and I you just you've got to like highlight this in your life people-pleasing again there's nothing wrong with wanting to make people happy i mean i'm a seven that's what it's all about wanting to make people happy and wanting to have healthy relationships but this really isn't about a healthy relationship if you have to people please another person in order to have a relationship with them this is not necessarily a very good relationship okay in other words it's a great relationship as long as i don't show up fully if i were to show up fully then it would be over If i were to voice my opinion if i were to disagree with them if i were to say what i really want well then it would this relationship would be over well that's kind of an important thing for you to realize okay i frequently rely on people pleasing as a strategy to preserve harmony often to the detriment of my own well-being and this tendency leads me to constantly worry about others notice that line to six again that anxious Uh, internalized stress neglecting my own needs how does that phrase even sound to you my own needs are you aware of what you need does it feel selfish if you think about your own needs does it feel like you're being too dominant or taking up too much space if you focus on your own needs and right there you'll probably encounter the sloth of the nine of I don't know what I need Just trying to, like, even think about that and prioritize that list could be challenging for you. Um, Neglecting my own need. What do you need? What do you need in life? And you're probably saying, oh, I don't need much. You know, just a beach somewhere and a chair and a nice drink and people around me that, you know, that love me. I don't need much um it's okay to need things you're a human being you are a part of the creation and we're created in such a way that we have legitimate needs like you need sleep you need water you need food you need other things as well Uh, not the least of which is a purpose for your life an agenda that drives your life and so just think about that question like is it okay for you to have needs is it okay for harry potter to come out from underneath the stairs and to make his needs known or will he just end up in trouble if he says anything or does anything? The strong desire for harmony can also prevent me from expressing my true feelings. And at times it keeps me trapped in toxic relationships. And this seems to be somewhat characteristic of nines. You've probably had people in your life say to you, why are you friends with that person? They're not good. They're not your friend. They just use you for your car. They just use you for your apartment. They're not really your friend. And you might think to yourself, well, they're they're not so bad. I seem to get along with them. I seem to understand them. And that's probably true. You do probably get along with them better than anyone else could. Nobody else would because that person's a taker. They're not a giver. They They don't look at you as though you're an equal. They look at you as somebody that can be exploited. And as a nine, you might be blind to this kind of thing. Uh, your tendency to get along with people and please them can be so great that you could you could collect people in your life that are really not your friends. They're projects that need your uh, assistance. They are project people that need your time, attention. They need your money. They need your resources. But they don't really want a relationship with you. And if that's going on in your life, I want you to open your eyes and see that and realize like, Every once in a while, you gotta go through your closet and you gotta pitch out the clothes you don't wear. It's not that they're not great clothes. It's not that they wouldn't fit somebody else and look great on them. It's just for whatever reason, you don't really wear those outfits, okay? And it's not a bad thing for you to kinda go through your Facebook every once in a while or even go through actual your relationships and say, you know what, I need to like offload some relationships. Some of these relationships are just not really equal. Um, And if you want to keep people in your life that are projects that you care about because you want to make their life better, then by all means, keep them in your life. Just recognize that this isn't really a two-way relationship. Like this person in my life, I have them in my life because I'm trying to mentor them and then be intentional about that. Just say it out loud. That's all I'm saying. Say it out loud. Just recognize the difference between the people that are really your friends and the people that you've collected and the people you have to minimize yourself around in order to get along with. Okay, people pleasing. All right, and then, you know, probably one of the big issues that's gonna come up from that is the need for boundaries. And I've got several videos on boundaries. You can go into my type nine playlist here and find type nines and boundaries. I have just a video for you guys on boundaries, but boundaries is so important for nines. Okay, next is bothering others. Bothering others. How do you feel about bothering us? Do you feel like you're bothering others when you show up fully, when you have a need, when you need people to stop? Uh, the car so you can use the restroom or when you're hungry. I often struggle with feeling like I'm inconveniencing or bothering others by asking for help. Is it okay for you to ask for help? Notice would you be bothered by them if they asked you for help? Probably not. I feel like I'm intruding on their peace. This difficulty in asking for support can further deplete me. Um, so this This could be a challenge for you, is just having your own needs and knowing what they are and advocating for them, good word for you, advocating for your own needs or on your own behalf, could cause a problem for you because you you so value peace and harmony that you don't wanna disrupt it in other people by being someone that has needs yourself. And this is another thing you might share with type twos and could cause you to misidentify yourself as a type two because twos don't wanna have needs. They're here to take care of everybody else remember their sin is pride and they don't want to see themselves as someone who has needs like everybody else and that could be a little bit true for you as nines is it's okay for you to need something one of the things I often say to nines is just to ask yourself the normal person question okay and what do I mean that by that what I mean is ask yourself is it okay for a normal person to for example stop a waitress and ask her for a refill on a drink and you might say well of course it's okay for a normal person to do that okay well now you know it's okay for you to do that because in the moment when that waitress looks really busy and kind of you know frustrated it might you might feel very uncomfortable flagging them down and saying hey I need a refill on my drink because you don't want to upset her, you don't want to bother, her, you don't want to be a problem. But then just ask yourself: Is it okay for a normal person to disagree with their husband about you know what school to put their kids in? Is it okay for a normal person to uh, to want seconds on their on their lunch? Is it okay for a normal person uh, to want to have and expect to have an air conditioning system in their car? Is it okay for a normal person to do that? Well, then I guess it's okay for me. But I don't want to bother people well you know the reality is is you're a person that has certain rights and certain needs and the people that love you shouldn't be bothered by you they should be happy to have you in their life and so we appreciate that you don't want to bother us but we expect that real people are going to have real needs that are going to have to be addressed in life okay next Oh, this is the one I really wanna spend some time on. Decision anxiety. Decision anxiety. And on this one, I actually printed out, you know, six steps we can take to help us with this issue. And probably this one stuck out to me because I know that I struggle with this myself and it's probably due in large part to the fact that I'm a 7 wing 6 and that's something that you and I share in common actually nines and sevens we share a lot in common we share six a connection to 6 8 and 1 all these things we share in common and so look let me just read what what is is on the Instagram post. And then let me look at my my little list here of you know cheats that can help us both. So decision anxiety, this is the statement. I often struggle with decision anxiety, whether it's picking out a gift or planning a vacation. I find it difficult to make choices because I don't wanna make the wrong decision. Ugh, I don't wanna upset people. I don't wanna be a problem. I don't wanna create problems. And this anxiety can cause me to freeze and delay making a decision until the last minute. And man, I can tell you a lot of appointments I've had with nines and with people who are, you know, in relationship with nines, this can be a big problem because the nine just, you know, what's the word, delays and delays and that, that difficulty in making decisions, that difficulty in um, deciding what you really want, and the fear of like upsetting other people, the fear of causing problems with other people by making a decision. And I've 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 coached a lot of people in relationships with nines and this can be a big issue in that relationship is that putting things off to the last minute, not necessarily because you're lazy or not necessarily because you don't wanna see things get done, but just the challenge of making decisions and sort of being stuck in that loop, that anxious loop of not wanting to make the wrong decision kind of an analysis paralysis you might say and so here's six points that i i make that help me and could help you with this anxiety around decision making and number one is understand your anxiety understand like what what is this anxiety about what's going on like try to analyze a little bit and say what is it that's causing this anxiety within me understanding your source of anxiety can be the first step toward addressing it are you anxious about the potential consequences of your decision are you worried about what other people will think or maybe like for a seven it's the fear of limited options if i choose this one then i'm I'm letting every other option go, or I'm saying that this is this is what's going to make me happy, and it can be too much stress. Um, limiting yourself to one choice. So what what is it about this decision that's making you feel anxious? By pinpointing what specifically is causing your decision anxiety, then of course, hopefully we can better address it. So what is it about this decision? So imagine that you're, you're trying to choose between one job or taking another job one job in Toledo and the other ones in Phoenix Arizona what is it that's creating this delay within you what is it that's keeping you from just settling the issue and making it dec- the second step in uh, understanding your decision anxiety and trying to get past that is gathering more information and this is when you look around your environment to see what am i not seeing and really think about for a minute you know what uh, what information might i be leaving out so gathering information sometimes decision anxiety stems from a lack of information i think sometimes it can it can be a result of having so much information, you could overdo this as well and have so much information that you end up more confused than, there's an old saying, you know, know when you know enough to make a decision. And if you're 70, 80% sure, then you probably know enough to make a decision. But gather information. Uh, If you're unsure about the choice you should make, gather as much information as possible about your options. This might involve doing some research, seeking expert advice, or discussing your options with trusted friends. In family members so you want to understand what is it that's causing the anxiety about this decision a lot of times the decision really is just a choice like you, you feel like you're going to do the wrong thing or you're going to make it all bad and a lot of times it's just what is your preference you know it's not necessarily good and bad it's just what is your preference gathering information and then the third one is avoiding perfectionism so avoiding perfectionism remember that there's no such thing as a perfect decision Every choice or each choice will have its pros and cons. And it's essential to accept that making a mistake is part of life and part of learning and growing. I actually have a whole on-demand course uh, called Giving Up uh, on Being Perfect. So if this is an issue for you, if you feel like you struggle with that, perfectionism then that might be a good course for you to go through that information number four practice mindfulness and relaxation techniques so mindfulness practices such as meditation prayer uh staying present in the moment all of this can help you stay focused on what is in front of you rather than projecting way off into the future what bad things might happen so stopping pausing um, really evaluating what you want and being mindful to what you want and then number five start small so you're feeling overwhelmed about a significant decision then maybe you could start with some smaller ones or break the decision down into smaller pieces and that will help you build confidence and as you build confidence with these small victories you're able to then start to gradually build some momentum to move on to those bigger decisions and then finally seek uh, professional help if none of this is working then reach out to somebody reach out to somebody that can help you somebody that can walk you through this you know chances are as a nine you tend to be really good at helping other people uh, figure out their problems but then when it comes to your own sometimes you can feel a little bit overwhelmed another course that i would encourage you to look at is my on-demand 10-day challenge and that is just a great course to help you like clarify your goals get serious about what it is you really want and then start taking practical steps to move forward in those goals. That's called the 10-day challenge and I would encourage everybody to, to look at that class because it's just such helpful information in getting things done. So there's some help for this decision anxiety problem. Do you get anxious when you think about making decisions? Is there something about making decisions in that whole process that sort of creates a certain level of of discomfort within you or anxiety within you and then let's see the last of these that are given to us by uh, uh this instagram post is the challenge of saying no or having a hard time saying no and you know you tend to be a yes kind of person like a yes and yes i hear you and let me add this yes and how does it feel for you to look at people and just say no no thank you i'm not interested no thank. again nine wing eights i think are often a lot better at this or it comes a lot easier for them than it does for nine wing ones but all of us need to work on this and this word no is just a boundary word that says thank you but i'm not interested or thank you but i'm not going to be able to help you with this uh, just that challenge of saying no. So here's, here's the statement. I find it difficult to decline others when I see someone is in need, um, even when I'm desperately in need of a break or fun or leisure or relaxation or enjoyment myself. And so when somebody else presents their need, does their need seem greater to you than your own? However, taking on more resp- responsibility eventually makes me feel overwhelmed to the point where I simply just wanna retreat Um, from everything in life and avoid everything in life and of course that's not healthy Um, you want to be able to be a balanced person who's able to say yes and really mean yes no and really mean no so much of of nines it seems like is in that middle place of it's okay it's fine I don't really know it's alright and we want to get better at green lights and red lights and have a lot less yellow lights let's just say it that way a lot less in between uh, responses for people so I hope that this has been helpful to you I know I think that this series is really good I'm gonna go through each one of the types and go through them and just to review uh, let me go back to the beginning and let's see uh, these in order uh, internalizing my feelings excessive worry detached from reality fear of conflict internalized stress people-pleasing bothering others decision anxiety and the challenge of saying no so if that sounds like you you might be a pretty typical nine wing one these are some of the things and some nine wing eights but these are the things that you're gonna find challenging uh, often in uh, keeping your positive mental outlook and again I'm available if you want to work through these you want to talk through these maybe you got some relationship challenges or issues in your life uh, feel free to book an appointment with me I'd love to talk to you and help you in any way I can and as always Be present to life. I'll see you next time, guys.